0: Uh, If you have your Bible, let's do Matthew chapter four. Uh, Let me tell you about a guilty pleasure of mine real quick. Uh, I I like this uh, show, comes on TV called uh, Shark Tank. And uh, I love it. If, if you're unfamiliar with it, there are these inventors or uh, entrepreneurs that have a new product, and uh, they need a little money. They need some investment. They need someone to get behind them to take them to the next level. And so there are these four or five really super wealthy individuals that, that are called sharks. And uh, you, you got two minutes, to stand in front of these investors and pitch your idea, pitch your product uh, in hopes that they will jump on and invest in your company. And, and when they invest in your company, they give you the money and then they get to own a little part of, of your, your company, a little profit loss, little gains and losses deal uh, for, for their investment. And my favorite part of the show is when they do like a, a flashback. Uh, like, like last season, one of the sharks invested in a company and they will come and see how that company is doing, you know, 12 months later. And the stories are always the same. It's, it's like, uh, you won't believe how business has exploded and, and now we're on the shelves at Walmart and maybe you've even seen products with like, as seen on Shark Tank, like written on the box. And, and they're talking about how, how much they, money they've been making and how great business is. And then it always ends with, and I never could have done that without the investment of the sharks. Thank you you, Shark Tank, like life is is great. And it reminded me of, of a question that a lot of people ask themselves at the beginning of the year, first Sunday of 2022. What are you going to invest in this year? And I'm not talking about Bitcoin and NFTs and stocks. I'm talking about like in your life, what are the areas of your life that you're going to invest in? What are you gonna do today? What decisions are you gonna make today so that by the end of 2022, you are not filled with regret or shame or feel like you have wasted and squandered this opportunity. What would it look like for you to make a decision today to walk into this next season with some peace, uh, with some clarity on what's next and, a, and a, a real season of fulfillment, like you've accomplished something, like you've made a difference or made an impact in, in your life. What are you gonna do now so that your 2022 will be different than your 2021? What are you gonna invest in? I don't know if you ever heard this name before. Uh, 1976, there was a a man that helped start a company called uh, Ronald uh, Wayne, Ron Wayne, not John Wayne, Ron Wayne. Uh, You probably never heard of that name before, but you might've heard of Steve Jobs. Uh, Ron Wayne actually was one of the three original investors in Apple. And uh, he decided that after two weeks uh, after Apple launched, he decided this thing's probably not gonna go anywhere. It's not, never gonna make any money. I don't even think it's gonna be here in a few months. These guys are operating out of their garage. He was a 10% stakeholder in the Apple company. And after two weeks, he came up to Steve Jobs and said, I want out, man, just cash me out, uh, give me my money back. And so 10% of that investment back in 1976 was $2,300. So Steve Jobs wrote him a check for $2,300. Fast forward to 2022. Do you know how much money 10% of Apple would get you right now? Let me break it down for you. 10% of Apple, if you owned it today, would be over $100 billion. Oops. (laughs) Oops. He cashed it out, 2,300. men. I don't know if you've ever been there before, but maybe that would uh, be the story of your spiritual life. Maybe last year you made a commitment, like I'm gonna invest in my relationship with Jesus. I'm gonna, I'm gonna really move forward. But, but the reality is a few months into the year, you threw in the towel. Uh, you quit. Uh, you decided to, 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 to throw it in and, and, and now here you are back in, in the beginning of 2022 and you're like, oh no, this is gonna be different. Like I wanna invest, I wanna make the, the right commitments, the right investments in my life physically and emotionally and spiritually, relationally so that it will, that it will matter. You know, Jesus actually talks a little bit about profit and loss in scripture. Uh, he, he, here's this famous quote about, he says, what does a man gain if he profits, gains the whole world but yet forfeits or loses his soul. Jesus says, man, you can hustle and grow in every area of your life, but if you don't make some investments spiritually, then you will get to the end and realize that you are rich and have a bunch of stuff and and all of your life is spent on accumulating and you will still be empty. There'll be still things that you missed out on. What are you gonna do now so that at the end of 2022, you're not looking back on this year and say, man, I wish that I would have stuck with that. I wish I would have made the right investments. Well, I want to tell you a story out of Matthew chapter four. This is a story of when Jesus stood in front of a a small group of guys and gave them an opportunity to invest. Like this is his shark tank pitch to these fishermen that he met on, on the side of the Sea of Galilee. And they are getting ready to have the opportunity of a lifetime. I don't know if you've ever heard that from somebody that wanted to pitch you an idea of an investment, but but that, that's what they say on Shark Tank. And, and Jesus says, hey, I wanna give you an invitation. I wanna give you an opportunity to invest in something. And interestingly enough, the same opportunity that was given to the disciples is the same opportunity that you and I have today. The same opportunity that Jesus says on the first Sunday of 2022, what would it look like for you to invest strategically? in this opportunity. Here's how Jesus opens it up. Verse 18 of Matthew 4, while while walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who's called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And then Jesus said to them. Jesus gives them this opportunity. He walks up to two fishermen working the family business, hustling right there on the side of the Sea of Galilee. And he gives them an invitation. That's the first thing. If you're taking notes, if you have your app open, all of the notes are there. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down because this is big. I don't want you to miss it. The first thing is this. You and I have been given an invitation. Right now, January 2nd, 2022, you and I have been given an invitation by Jesus. Jesus walks up to these guys and says, I'm gonna give you the invitation of a lifetime. I'm gonna give you a chance to get on board with something that will no doubt turn your life around. Jesus is inviting them to something greater, not more. He's offering them something greater than what they currently have. I want you to get that because like now's the time of year where like, I don't want more, I want less in my life. So if you're saying Jesus is wanting to pile more onto my plate financially or relationally or on my calendar, like I'm good. But if there's a way that I can have greater, if that's the invitation from Jesus this morning, then I'm in, like, like I always want greater what I have right, right now. And so Jesus offers them this invitation of a life of influence and a life of significance and impact. Here's the invitation that he gave them and that he gives you and I today in verse 9, 19. Here's the first phrase. He says, here, are you ready for this? Here's what I want to ask you if you want to do. Follow me. Follow me. Jesus invites these men into a relationship. Jesus uh, was a people person. If you've spent much time reading the gospels, you know that Jesus was all around people. He was doing miracles and and preaching sermons in front of thousands. And like he was in the public eye a lot. But but actually uh, scholars tell us that about 85% of Jesus's life was spent around the same 12 guys. These 12 disciples, Peter and Andrew, Simon Peter and Andrew being two of them, that's where he spent the majority of his time. That's where he spent the majority of his energy and effort. The conversations that he was having was with this band of brothers, these 12 men. It was like a, like a three and a half year road trip that he went on with these guys. I mean, they ate together, they partied together, they hung out together, they talked together, they did ministry together, they slept in the same places, hung out in the same places and talk with the same people, and it kind of dawned on me when when Jesus gives this invitation of follow me, uh, when they would spend the next three and a half years of their life with Jesus, you learn a lot when you travel with someone. You learn a lot when you like sleep in the same place as as someone. Like you can learn some, some stuff about people on a deeper, more intimate level when your relationship moves forward with that person. Sometimes when I travel and speak, I will bring one of our team members with it, uh, with me. And, and one of my, one of my guys that I, that I travel a lot with is Steven Lockwood. He serves on our senior leadership team here at Revo, goes to the Walkertown campus. Um, but we have this, this uh, agenda and, and th- that, we, that we do when we travel together. And um, it, it really like, when we travel together, I learned a lot about Stephen that, that most people don't know. He learned a lot about me uh, that, that most people don't know about me. Here's a fun fact. I didn't tell Stephen I was gonna talk about this. So maybe he catches it later. Y'all don't tell him, don't tag him. Um, here's the fun thing about Stephen. When we get into a hotel room, Stephen is the type of guy that takes his clothes out of the suitcase and puts them in the drawers. Is there any other psychopaths in here that do that? Like that's, crazy. Like I, I don't even put the clothes away in my own house, right? I mean, they're still in the cl- and you're gonna go to a hotel And you can take your clothes out of the suitcase and put them in the drawers. Like that doesn't make any sense to me at all, but that's what we do. He gets into the room, opens his suitcase, opens up the drawer, puts the clothes in the drawer. No idea why he does that, but fun fact about it. Also, before we go to bed, he wants the air to be down as low as possible. Like low, like just keep hitting the down button. He wants it to be like an ice box in there. So that's that's how he rolls. Clothes inside the drawers, complete ice box in the room. Um, but I'm not going to dogpile on him because there's a couple of things uh, maybe about me uh, that you would not know unless we were really close. Uh, here's a really fun fact: I sleepwalk. And. It's even worse when I'm in a hotel. because I think it's because it's an unfamiliar like, uh, atmosphere. And uh, so I can remember the first time we traveled to Tennessee, I was speaking at an event and uh, I got up and uh, was getting ready to turn the light out. And I just said, oh, hey, heads up, man. If you wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like standing over your bed or I'm walking around, don't worry about it. I like to sleepwalk, click, <laughs> turn the light out, <laughs> get into bed. I hear Steven get up, walks over, turns the light on, whoa. <laughs> Hit the pause button. (laughs) What did you just say? You sleepwalk. Because I need to know, like, I don't want you to be in my bed. I don't want to wake up in the middle of the night and you in my bed and you the big spoon and you calling me Elizabeth. And like, I don't want that. (laughs) Like, like, time out. (laughs) We need to talk about this. I said, look, I can't control it. Like, I just, I don't know what it is. I just, I, I sleepwalk. And uh, it's funny, I, I had this, this thing that I do. Um, when I'm in a hotel room before I go to bed, uh, I will take whatever piece of furniture is in there and I will slide it in front of the door. Now That's probably a fire hazard, but here's the deal. I don't know what it is. I can open up the door in my sleep, but I can't move furniture in my sleep. And so that stops me from going out the door. Now you might ask yourself like, why would you be worried about going out the door? Because it's happened before, that's why. <laughs> Which brings me to my second point. I sleep with clothes on when I'm at a hotel. Not only do I sleep with clothes on, I sleep with the hotel key in my pocket. Because I don't know if this has ever happened to you before, but I have slept out of the hotel and when the door slammed behind me, it woke me up. And I found myself in the hall with my boxers on (laughs) with no key. You ever had to walk down to the front desk at 2 a.m. with your boxers on asking for a spare key? Like, it's not fun. We're laughing now, but it's not fun. You're not laughing. You're not laughing when you're down there. And so I'm telling him all of this stuff. And so like, I'm getting ready for bed, putting clothes on, moving furniture, telling Stephen, don't worry about it if he wakes up and I'm in the bed with him. Like, those are just things that unless you had a close relationship with me, you would not know. Or, Or if I turned it into a sermon illustration, now you know Jesus gives this invitation. He says, guys, I want you, first and foremost, I want you to follow me. I want you to have a relationship with me. And the more time you spend with me, Jesus says, the more you're gonna get to know me. Now, spoiler alert, Jesus didn't have a weird sleepwalking problem. But here's what happened. The more they heard Jesus, the more they hung out with Jesus, the more deeper their relationship went, the more intimacy that they had with him. So Jesus starts out the invitation with this. Now, I I don't talk about, I'm not saying what are you gonna do for me? Just be with me, follow me. What would it look like in 2022 for you to make the commitment for your relationship with Jesus to grow deeper? for you to make that investment that you want your relationship with Jesus to be more intimate, for you to be closer to him. Well, that only happens if you spend time with him. It only happens if you have a relationship with Jesus. Good news, you can have a relationship with God through his son, Jesus. And that's the very first part of the invitation. There are some things that you will not know about Jesus unless you spend time with him. And the deeper your relationship goes, the more that you will understand who he is and how that impacts your life. The first thing was, come and follow me. There's the invitation to a relationship. And then this next phrase is interesting. He says, once you follow me and I will make you, I will make you. Jesus says, here's what happens. If you get serious about your relationship with Jesus, then the next thing that happens is you will see your life begin to change. You'll see your transformation happened in various areas of your life. Now, another thing that you might not know about me that Stephen knows because we travel together is I hate being late. I don't wanna be late anywhere. And I hate being rushed too. And I know you're gonna judge me for this, but I'm the guy that when I have a flight at the airport, I'm at the airport two hours before my flight lands or my flight takes off. Like I just, I don't wanna be the guy with the suit on running through the airport, sweaty, dragging his four suitcases because you didn't show up at the airport on time. So I tell you, like I'm laying out my itinerary with Steve and I'm just like, I know the flight doesn't leave until 12, but we're gonna make sure we're in Greensboro by 10 a.m. Now, Stephen is the exact opposite. He wants to walk up as the gate door is closing. He wants to be walking onto the plane. I can't handle that. It's too stressful. And he's like, I don't understand. Like, why why we got to go to the airport so soon? Like, we're going to Greensboro. You ever been to the Greensboro airport? There's like eight people in the whole airport. Like, there's no reason. And we have TSA pre-check. And so I don't have to take my belt off or my shoes or stand in the security line with all the other common folk. Like, I walk right through, okay? So there's not even any weight on it. And then like, I know where the gate is. I don't have to check a bag. So I don't have to do any of that. Like, why do we have to get there two hours early? So Stephen just knows now when we travel, he's like, I know we, we, we might as well get there two hours early because I know, I know that's gonna happen. See, when, when we spent time together and developed a relationship, then, then his travel schedule began to change. <laughs> Stephen knows like when we get, to wherever we're going, every morning for breakfast, we're going to drink iced coffee from Dunkin' Donuts with cream and caramel swirl in it. That's just how it rolls. That's just what we're going to do. We eat at certain places, and we have a certain schedule, and we do certain things. We wake up every morning and, and spend some time. Like We're going to wake up early in the morning. I'm going to flip all the lights on in the hotel, and we're going to spend some time reading scripture and praying and getting our minds ready for the day. Right? Every day before we eat dinner, like you need to bring your jogging clothes because we're going to go for a run. Like That's just how we're going to do it. And so when you have a relationship and you get to know me, his life began to change a little bit more. So here's the invitation from Jesus. Once you come and follow me, then I'm going to make you. I'm gonna make your marriage different. I'm gonna make your life different. I'm gonna make your friendships different. Your attitude, your actions, the way you spend your money, the way you spend your time, all of that is going to change when you get serious about following Jesus. You will see your life change. I don't want you to get confused on the order because some people will pray and ask God to transform their life. They want the transformation without the relationship and that's not how it works. God, fix my marriage, fix my finances, fix my career, fix my relationships. God, do something big and we wanna move straight to what God changes in our lives without actually spending time getting to know Jesus. Jesus says, first, follow me. And the relationship will then lead to transformation, not the other way around. You want God to move in your life? You want a God to, to do something amazing in this upcoming year? Focus on your relationship with Jesus first. And then watch how God begins to transform every single area of your life. Jesus says, follow me and I will make you. I will make you. What are you going to do this year to grow in your relationship with Jesus? Jesus so that the different areas of your life that you're praying for, that you're hoping for, will actually transform. Come and follow me and I will make you, the last phrase is fishers of men. Once you have a relationship with Jesus and Jesus begins to transform your life, you begin to see the purpose of your life. See, these men were fishers of fish. That's what they did. That was their pastime. That was their business. That was their income. That was their retirement. That was everything that they ever knew. They worked with their families uh, in this. This was their security. This was their comfort. This was everything that they, they knew. And Jesus steps in and said, instead of being fishers of fish, I'm gonna make you fishers of men. I'm gonna teach you how to find people that are far from God and introduce them to God. Help them know the Jesus that you know. Help them to have a relationship with me as well gives them a totally new outlook and purpose on their life. One of the most frequently asked questions that I get as a pastor is, Nathan, how do I know what God's purpose for my life is? How do I know, like, does any of this matter? Does my life matter? Is what I'm doing, does all of this matter? Is it going to make an impact at all? And do you know the the biggest reason why people miss their purpose in life? Biggest reason is because when, when most people are given the choice to choose between their preferences and God's purpose. Most choose their own preferences. Your preference is what you want for your life. Your purpose is what God wants for your life. Which one are you gonna choose in 2022? Your preferences are what makes me comfortable, what I've always known. For these fishermen is like, no, we know fish. Like, this is my boat, this is my dad's boat. I'm with my family. This is my retirement. This is what I'm good at. This is what I want to do. Like, there, there's no stretching in this, there's no discomfort in this. Like, Jesus, these are my preferences. And Jesus said, So here's the deal: you can either have your preferences or you can have God's purpose, but you can't have both. You got to pick. In 2022, which one matters the most to you? Do you want what you want for your life or do you want what God has for your life? Preferences versus purpose. These men were confronted with this big question. You're gonna follow me and I will make you fishers of men or are you gonna stay here with your boat? Jesus says, would you rather have preferences or purpose? They had a choice just like you and I did. And here's how they responded. Verse 20, immediately, they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, Jesus saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them as well. He said, listen, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately, they left the boat and their father, and they followed him. Let me me give you the key. Maybe this is the reason why, in the past, it feels like your wheels are spinning in your spiritual life. Maybe in the past, uh, when you hear about God having something more for you, uh, you think, man, more is the last thing I need right now. I do not want more on my schedule. I can't even juggle what I have right now. I can't even imagine more. Maybe when you get an invitation to an R group, you're like, no, that's just more on my calendar. An invitation to serve others. You're like saying, no, that's just more demand on my time. An opportunity to be generous with your finances. No, that's just more of a strain. I don't want more. So get it. Jesus is not asking you for an opportunity at more. The opportunity here is greater. And here's the second thing that I want you to write down. When Jesus calls you to something, it always involves you leaving something else behind. You will not walk in the purpose that God has for you in 2022 as long as you're holding the nets that you had in 2021. Won't happen. These disciples are holding their nets in their hand. And Jesus said, come and follow me. And it dawned on the disciples, we can't follow Jesus and hold these nets on this shore at the same time. So before they followed, they had to put the nets down so that they could follow Jesus. Some of you are struggling with your purpose because you're trying to, Pursue God's purpose while holding the nets that God's calling you to drop. He's like, I don't understand how I can do it. I can't be two places in one. I understand, I I agree with you. Drop that. Put the nets down so that you can pick up what God has for you. What in your life do you need to put down? What's on your schedule that you need to put down so that you can say yes to Jesus? What relationship is in your life that is toxic, that is keeping you away from Jesus, that you need to put that down so that you can fully pursue Jesus? Like what's that strain on your finances that you need to put down so that you can be generous and honor God With your finances, what do you need to put down? What net do you have in your hand that is keeping you from walking in the purpose that God has for you in this upcoming year? Because if you don't put it down, 2022 will be the exact same as 2021. Left on the shore, holding what you don't want, watching your purpose walk away. These men immediately left their nets. Why? It wasn't because Jesus was calling into something more is because Jesus offered them something greater. You can stay here and fish, or you can come out here and live a life of impact. You can come out here and change the world. You can experience God through his son Jesus, your choice. Just like the disciples had to choose, you and I will have to make that choice in 2022 as well. What do you need to put down? What nets do you have in your hand that you know you cannot carry both? You can't do what God's called you to do and still hold this at the same time. There's three investments uh, that I wanna challenge you to make. These are three things that if you spend the time and the energy and the effort, if you get serious about these three things, then 2022 will be a year unlike you have ever had in your life. And I'm gonna steal this outline for Jesus. Wish this was my idea, but Jesus beat me to it, right? Here's the first thing. The first thing, if you'd be willing to invest in is following Jesus. It's all about the relationship would you be willing in 2022 to get serious about your relationship with Jesus? Being, Listen to me, being with Jesus. I'm not talking about what you do for Jesus. I'm talking about being with Jesus. The intimacy level increases. Like your attitude, your actions, you spend time with him. You're opening up the word on a daily basis, learning to hear from God, learning about God, who he is, what he's called you to do, what your life is all about. If you got serious about that, then that would change everything. I mean, every aspect of your life will be impacted if you get serious about your relationship with Jesus. What are you going to do this year to invest in the most important relationship that you have? How is that going to grow in 2022? You make the right investment there, that changes everything. Following Jesus is number one. The second thing I want to ask you to invest in is focus on relationships, Focus on relationships. This group of men surrounded themselves with 12 other guys, 11 other guys, the 12 disciples and Jesus. Because here's what they realized. Hey man, if I'm gonna follow Jesus, I gotta surround myself with other people that love and want to follow Jesus because there's gonna be times where I'm gonna wanna quit and I need a buddy to come alongside me and say, hey, we're in this together. Hey, come on, man, come on. You and I want the same thing, moving in the same direction. Hey man, you want to, I wanna follow Jesus, you wanna follow Jesus? Come on, let's go. We encourage each other. I mean, imagine these, these 12 men lived life together for three and a half years. It was like a, like a big art group and they grew, they surrounded themselves with people that would help them become the man that God had called them to be. You need that in your life. That's why I encourage you every week to get involved in an art group. Trust me, man, I don't get paid on our groups. Like there's no hidden commission, it's in the pyramid scheme. I don't get anything if you join an all group, it's for you. I wanna help you follow Jesus and you're not gonna do that alone. You're not gonna do that isolated. The only way that's gonna happen is if you put people around you in your circle that are challenging you, hey, let's take another step. Hey, let's move forward. Hey, let's honor God. Hey, let's invite other people into the circle. Hey, let's move forward in the same direction together. Do you have anyone in your life that is challenging you to become more like Jesus? Because if you don't, you won't. You'll move in the opposite direction. These men knew this, they focused on that relationship. They focused on surrounding themselves with people. Who's in your life right now that's toxic, that you need to get out, that's pushing you away from Jesus? Who's somebody you need to invite in that's gonna help you get to Jesus and help you learn and follow Jesus even more? Final investment is this, I wanna ask you to invest in others. When Jesus said, I'm gonna go and make you fishers of men, it meant that they were gonna step outside of their comfort zone. It meant that they were gonna spend a life that was investing in other people, serving other people, helping to coach and mentor other people, make other disciples of Jesus along the way. Is your life impacting others? The people that are in your life, man, this is a hard question. Is anybody's life better because you're in it? Your friends, your family, like like if you stepped out of their life, would they miss you? Would they think, man, that's a huge loss for me because that guy, that gal, man, they made my life better. They challenged me. They pushed me. They invested in me. They poured their life out. Or if you just disappeared one day, would anybody even notice? He wanted to make a life of impact. He wanted to change. These disciples said, I want my life to make an impact and change other people's lives as well. And that's gonna take service. That's gonna mean you pouring out and doing things for others. Who are you gonna serve this year? Who are you gonna mentor this year? Who are you gonna coach this year? Would you be willing to invest in someone else's life so that they could meet Jesus and follow Jesus in a clearer way? Real talk, man. I want my life to count. I don't wanna waste my time doing stuff that doesn't matter. I really don't. I don't wanna to get to the end of my life and realize the only person I helped was me. And the only, body that, the only person that benefited me was for me and maybe my wife or maybe my kids because they live with me. I wanna look back on my life and have people that'll say, hey, because of your investment, because of your gift, because of your deposit, because of your sacrifice, because of your faithfulness, because of your boldness, because you pursued Jesus, it helped me pursue Jesus even more. You want your life to count? you want to make an impact, it's going to take an investment. It's going to take an investment right now. First Sunday of 2022, it's going to take a decision, a choice for you to accept the invitation that Jesus has given you to live a life that matters, to live a life that's going to leave a legacy behind it. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Relationship, transformation, Watch how Jesus works all of that together and you discover the real purpose that God has for your life today. That is the invitation on the table. I hope you take it. Don't let your purpose walk away and you be left on the beach holding your nets this morning. Put it down and walk to Jesus. Let's let this this year count in 2022. Let me pray for you. God, it's humbling to know that you would issue such a powerful invitation to the men and women in this room, not, not the richest, not the most popular, not the most influential. But just regular, ordinary people like me, you would just issue an invitation that if you will have a relationship with me, then I will transform every area of your life and you will walk the rest of your days in power and in purpose. God, what an incredible opportunity. God, give us the boldness and the courage to say yes to the greatest invitation that we will ever receive. God, give us the wisdom to know what to do with the words that we have just heard, I ask. And pray those things in your Son, Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Revo Podcast. We believe everyone has a next step to take in their relationship with Jesus. If you would like more information on what that means for you, or if you have any questions about today's message, please email us at info at discoverrevo.com.